You are listening to My Anfield Experience from Four Fields of Anfield Road, the world's international LFC podcast. The first time I looked into your eyes, I cried. Do you remember the first time we fell in love? You looked into my eyes, wiped the tears away. Welcome to My Enfield Experience. My Enfield Experience is an official podcast of Four Fields of Enfield Road. We are at www.foresight, that's F-O-A-R-S-I-T-E dot com, a great international community of Reds. Welcome to the show. I'm your host. My name is Joe. Now, this show is a special series that we do. Um, basically, I have interviews and chats with um, international LFC supporters who've been to Anfield recently or have a great desire to pay a visit to a haloed home ground of Liverpool Football Club. And today, my special guest is Manny from Thailand. Say hi, Manny. Hi, guys. How are you, mate? Um, good, thank you. I hope you're doing great as well. Thanks for joining me on this show. Uh, Manny, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, well, my name is Man. I'm from Thailand. Yep. And I've been a Liverpool supporter not too long, about mm-hmm. um, 10 to 15 years. Okay. Yeah. That's, quite, that's quite a long, well, it's not very long, but it's a fair, fair amount of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how how uh, and uh, how did you come to be become um, a Liverpool supporter? I know Thailand has loads and loads of LFC yeah. supporters, right? Yes, we do. Yes. Yeah. And uh, how how did you how did you become one? Well, initially I was just a neutral. You know, I was just watching football and just look up to great players. And um, unfortunately, when Istanbul happened, I wasn't a real Liverpool fan, but you know, I was watching the game and stuff like that. But my my best friend from Australia, I, I used to study in Australia. He he's a big red um, supporter. Okay. And um, he's he told me a lot about the club's value, and you know, I, I was interested. But um, there was just I think I really fell into the whole Liverpool supporting thing when Gerard scored that screamer yeah. in, in the FA Cup against West Ham. Yeah. You know, the final. Uh, 3-3, yeah. the last minute. And, you know, from that point on, I thought, you know, this club is great. And yeah. uh, after that, uh, we signed Fernando Torres. Mm-hmm. That was also one of my favorite players. Yeah. So I just thought, you know, start watching uh, week in, week out and just fell in love with the club. Yeah, yeah. You said you mentioned um, values. Um, are you referring to values of the club? Yeah. What what what, uh, what what specifically about the values of LFC appealed to you? Um, I think, you know, the the value that appealed was something people talk about all the time about us not winning anything for the past ten years, okay. or, you know, not winning the league, yeah. and still everyone is so optimistic and passionate, and you know, when someone say 
you know, you guys haven't won anything. You guys is uh, just a normal club right now. And yeah. I see every every Liverpool fans going, you know, that doesn't matter. You know, we don't we don't really care if someone is saying we are not winning anything, but you know, we still back our teams and you know, hoping for the best. You know, not everyone is gonna say you know next year is our year, but yeah, um, the, I'm very. Uh, I really like the idea of everyone so passionate about the club, even yeah. though they're not winning anything, unlike Chelsea or Man City. Yeah. And and how how do you find that? Say um, uh, maybe in your observation with the fan support in in uh, where, where you live in Thailand, um, mm-hmm. is it quite similar in terms of the mentality and the attitude and the approach towards um, uh, the club? Because the reason why I ask this question, you know, um, one one thing that tends to be thrown about too easily um, is that um, foreign-based supporters, you know, especially, you know, in far offshores, they tend to have a very um, light touch. Um, you know, they use words like glory hunter and they only follow clubs mm-hmm. when they are successful. Um, mm-hmm. We very much hear this, you know, of, uh, of Manchester City, a couple of years ago, Chelsea, uh, mm-hmm. and all these clubs where lots of investment has come in. Okay, mm-hmm. um, but Liverpool hasn't haven't really been successful consistently for for many years. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been a supporter since 1979, uh, <laughs> 78, 79. You know, so, yes, so I've seen some of the real highs. I've seen really, really lows. Uh, you know, I'm going to admit, I'm not going to say that it wasn't tough. You know, going through the valleys, um, it was. Um, hey, but I'm still here. How do you see yeah. this, um, say, then reflected um, in your own in your own support of the club, and also, you know, with regards to seeing uh, other supporters in uh, where you where you live or you interact with? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, first of all, I think you know when in, in Thailand, when you uh, sometimes when you look at someone who is a football fan, you know he's a football fan. Yeah. You don't know who who he supports. Yeah. But when you know his age, like say if he's um, 35 plus, 40 plus, yeah. it's very likely that he's a Liverpool supporter yeah. in Thailand. Yeah. And, um, and that's the case in, you know, a lot of new young football fans in Thailand, not many of them are interested in Liverpool and support Liverpool because um, because of the, the titles or, you know, the, the champions we've been winning, we, we haven't done much. Yeah. So I guess that affects the fan base a bit here in Thailand. But... Um, I would say Liverpool fan fan base in Thailand is not as passionate as you know uh, other places around the world. Okay. This is what this is my guess. Okay. I could be wrong, but okay. um, they only they they are interested in in a, an an individual more than a, a club. Okay. Okay. So, so, it's, so it's kind of like uh, a celebrity kind of um, focus almost. Yes, yeah, so when you, you can see right away when um, last Liverpool last visited Thailand, yeah. that was in uh, 2013, mm-hmm. and everyone was just going crazy about Steve Gerrard. And, you know, it's great, but other players, yeah. I, I would feel a bit sad if I were, if I were them, you know. Okay. Um, people don't really care too much about other players, except, you okay. know, the big players. Okay. Yeah. And do you um, do do you personally participate in um, you know um, uh, official Liverpool supporter club things, activities, and events in Thailand or, or not? Do you you basically you you, you enjoy on your own or with a group yes. of friends? Uh, most of the time, you know, with my friends and, and on my own. But I do follow okay. you know uh, a lot of fan bases, you know, fan pages on Facebook and yep. Twitter. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, I know you've visited Anfield several times as well. Six, seven times? Is that right? Uh, to the game. Yeah. I, think I went to five of the games. Five games? I went on a uh, stadium tour like three times. Okay. Um, <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> when was your, when was your uh, most recent um, visit then? When? Uh, the most recent visit was in... Two, you know, all of this happened in the season, you know, the most memorable season, you know, 2013-14. Ah, okay. So, um, oh, so you went several times during that season? Yes, because uh, okay. I was doing my master's degree okay. in, in the UK okay. during that season. So every time I had an opportunity, I would, you know, um, go up to Liverpool and just to watch a game okay. whenever I have the tickets. Okay. Yeah. Now that but, that was some season to be to to be fair, wasn't it? Yes, yes. You know, I thought you know uh, that year, um, right before the last few games, I thought you know, Liverpool was made for me. <laughs> you know, uh, we have never mm. won anything since I was born, and then all of a sudden I'm there, and then we're about to win the league. But you know, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was so close, man. It was so uh, so yeah. close. Um, okay. Um, what, what was your um, tell, tell us a little bit more about that season because obviously, you know, you were caught in the throes of that, the excitement. You know, there's so much happening during the season, of course. Um, I would say maybe a, le- a lot of premature um, development at the end, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, certain results yeah. didn't go our way. Uh, we'll talk about that so much. Um, but um, what, what, what t- tell us generally about what impressed you most. Um, you know, come some of your most favorite memories of that season and your time when you when you um, uh, were at Anfield uh, uh, live watching those games. Some of your favorite memories. Um, my favorite memory would definitely have to be the first you were never alone. You know. Okay. You know, it's, the hair stand on your on your hand, right? Yeah. Your I'm not gonna lie. You know, when I'm in Thailand, uh, most of the times, even when I'm at home and or with my friends. Even sometimes when I'm alone, I watch the, the Anfield games and when this, you know, you will never walk alone comes up, you can't stop but, you know, sings with sings along with the fans and for the first time being able to sing together live with the, you know, yep. you know, yep. and, and luckily my first game at Anfield was at the cop end. So, you know, ah. it was even better. Yeah. So, um, that first you never alone song, you know, I had tears in my eyes and, you know, I had goosebumps and just, mm. you know, it's an amazing experience. And how was your, um, how did you f- uh, feel your treatment was like uh, and how did you get along um, uh, with the local supporters? Um, to be fair, there was not much communication between uh, where I was, you know. The, okay. uh, I was a bit at the front, you know, apparently from what I know, you know, the coffin is really loud at, from, you know, at the back or, you know, the, yeah. the higher the yeah, seats. That's right. So, so at the front, you know, where you're a bit near to the handicapped people, and yes. there were a lot of ladies and you know other fans. But okay. guys next to me, they they weren't singing much. But okay. I couldn't. So I sometimes I couldn't, you know, really go full on and okay loud. But okay. Um. So, but the treatment was 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 fine. You know, I asked him to take some of my photos because I was alone. To, okay. To and that's basically it. I not much communication between us. You know. Okay, okay. Um, but did, did you feel a lack of warmth? Or, I mean, did you feel that they were welcome and, and stuff like that? Yeah, that, 
Well, in that matter, I don't think there was any gestures okay. or signs very that good. they're not welcome. Yeah. Okay, very, very good. Well, I'm glad to hear that it was generally a, a positive experience, but maybe the specific location of where you were uh, uh, mm. in the stands so maybe were not conducive to getting involved in the emotional throes of the game. Um, yeah. Now, um, actually, how we connected uh, was on Twitter. Uh, and... Um, It was actually this show, um, you know, formerly titled Anfield Virgins. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> obviously now renamed it My Anfield Experience. Um, the reason for this is because it seems that a lot of Everton supporters and Manchester United supporters um, seem um, more interested in the affairs of Liverpool Football Club and their fan base rather than the matters of their own club. Because I had... A hundred of messages coming through to me, mocking me, mocking us for this title, Enfield Virgins, right? Um, And they only thought in this one-track mind what that meant. Um, And basically, the message that I was trying to get across was totally different from what they were saying. Uh, You know, trying to bridge this gap between uh, foreigners and international LFC supporters and the club. Um, You know, so I thought, you know what, let's get out of that. Let's change this title and and avoid all this controversy. Um, But, you know, it just seems, you know, Everton players, Everton Everton supporters, um, they're very lonely. Uh, Nobody cares about their team, I think. Well, (laughs) we we can tell why they are lonely, you know. Um, it's just the yeah. third best team in Liverpool. We know that. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, and, and now, as a result of that, um, during that during that period, there were a lot of tweets that were being sent 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 back and forth. And yours was one of them. Um, I can't really find that right now, but um, I know that in the in the midst of that, there was a lot of interesting um, uh, stuff um, uh, that. That, uh, that was being said. So if you don't mind, I'm going to try and talk about some of these things and, and try to avoid the, the heated, uh, controversial stuff way too much. Um, mm-hmm. Now, one person um, says this, okay. Very interestingly, it was a fan from uh, Birmingham City Football Club, BCFC. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. He said, what about your local Thai, Thai teams? They suffer... Because you'd rather watch a team on a live stream than go support your own team. So he's basically saying, why support a team that's hundreds of miles you know, away from the country, a country when you should be supporting your own team? What do you say to this? Well, you know, when I first read the tweet, I didn't really understand what he meant. But, you know, now that I understand that, you know, I know football started from England and a lot of locals, that's, that's the way they grew up, yep. you know, watching the local teams and stuff like that. But that's, that's not the case for most countries. Yeah. Um, I think football, wherever it's being played, it is appreciated by you know diff- people with different tastes and stuff like that. So yeah. um, I'm not going to lie, but you know the quality of Thai football and English football is new. We all know it's, yeah. you know, it's totally different. I'm not saying that... I don't support uh, a team in Thailand, but mm-hmm. um, I just I believe you know at Liverpool as a global team and in yeah. English Premier League, you know the most famous league in the world. Yeah. You can't be telling people that hey, look, you, you can't be supporting a team that where, where you're like thousands of miles away. Yeah, because it doesn't work like that. You know exactly. It's, yeah. it's funny, uh, another, another, another guy, also for Birmingham City Football Club, I don't know what's with these BCFC fans, but he says, foreign fans have ruined football. Foreign fans have ruined football. Mm-hmm. What do you say to that? 
well, I think I find it, yeah, just just like you you do. Uh, I think it's a bit ridiculous that um, uh, well, I would accept the claim if they would say foreign fans may have affected yeah. uh, the level of noises in the stadium. You know, I I think that's the truth. Okay, there's no getting away with that. But the most important thing is. Um, you have to know the quality and the level of the team you're supporting. You know where they're at. If they are, but I'm not saying Birmingham City is a bad team, but obviously they're not in the Premier League and they're not appreciated by our foreign fans. And therefore, no big investors would mm. um, go in and buy the club and to invest and make them a better team. Yeah. As for Liverpool Football Club, you know, we all know where we are, and and. Um, that's is this is why FSG was interested and bought the club and you know yeah. have invested in the team exactly and yeah and the owner of most Premier League clubs are foreigners and yeah. hey let me have, let me tell you can, something yeah let me tell you something okay um, so Birmingham City Football Club okay mm-hmm. the parent organization of BCFC is Birmingham City PLC mm-hmm. okay now the parent organization of Birmingham City PLC mm-hmm. is Birmingham Sports Holdings. Right. Birmingham Sports Holdings is an investment holding company owned by Chinese businessman Paul Sun <laughs> through his investment company, Trillion Trophy Asia, with headquarters in Hong Kong. <laughs> and formerly called Grand Top Sports Holdings Limited. <laughs> and, yeah, it's, and its balance sheet is stated as 374.5 million Hong Kong dollars. <laughs> yeah. How, the irony, the irony of a BCFC fan telling, say, saying to you, Liverpool fan from Bangkok, go and watch and support a team in your own country. Go and support the growth of football in your own country instead of supporting a team in a country you've never been to. The irony of such a statement coming from someone whose own club is being propped up by Chinese dollars. Yeah. It's well, a big hum, isn't it? <laughs> definitely some irony there. Uh, I think, you know, I when I get in these arguments with whether in real life or, you know, on, on online, I believe it's it's the best manner is to speak to them about facts, about truth, about something logical, yeah. rather than saying, yeah, why don't you go to your local club without no backing up reasons? Yeah. Because yeah. you don't watch a sport just because you live in that city. Yeah. You know, this is why um, I think the NFL, you know, the Super Bowl, you know, how many wheels you get per, per game and stuff like that. Exactly. Basketball, you know, people watch the, I think, you know, the, when the Cavs was, was playing the, you know, the big games, uh, people were watching from all over the world. So there's no stopping that in football as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you would think, you know, football, it's, it's one of the, you know, sports is, is meant to, to bridge divides. And football has always been known as the global game, increasingly so. It's a global sport. It's a global yeah. game. The Premier League, it's a global, almost a global league. I mean, that's the reason why um, uh, Premier League clubs, uh, you know, the top clubs, and even now, even the middle tier clubs, the bottom, and, mm-hmm. and those at the bottom, um, you know, they are, you know, going out to, to Asia uh, and the US and, and other, mm-hmm. other countries in the world, uh, Australia, um, you know, promoting themselves. There's a reason why they do that. Um, 
so I'm not sure why this. Okay, another thing here. Um, you know, even a lot of Everton supporters also say all these funny things. As I said, you know, when I came up with this show, um, you know, failing to recognize that their owner, Fahad Moshiri. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. He he is a British businessman who lives in Monaco, but he he's Iranian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's British Iranian, so. Uh. You know, um, and he's 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 putting a lot of money to the club, um, investing a lot into the club. Um, are they going to say, nah, we we don't want his money, we don't want? Are they <laughs> well, going to say that? Many of them do not even know the 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 origin of their owner. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I want I'm, I'm trying to, I'm very keen to find out why what is driving these kinds of um, um, intolerance. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not saying that this is. Um, it, it's a it's a normal uh, attitude with with the, with the with the majority. However, mm-hmm. um, you know I do get responses when people say that okay, you know this is not normal. Um, you know the vast majority don't believe this way. Actually, I think the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there is there's not uh, not everyone feels this way, but I think there are a greater number that feels this way more than you think. Mm-hmm. Okay, so why do you think why do you think such sentiments exist? That attitude exists. What what do you think could, in your opinion, be driving these things? Um, I believe you know, as I was saying earlier, it's the way they grew up. Yeah. And uh, for a Liverpool fan or a Birmingham City fan, yeah. or even Everton, they might have had some experiences in the past. You know, twenty, thirty years ago, where everyone was you know the local lads and. Um, they knew each other. They would meet each other in the pubs, mm. or um, they might have good connections with the people. And mm. the sound, the level of noises were were higher. Mm-hmm. And you know that was that was um, pre globalization. That was when you know the the clubs were not famous worldwide, I guess. Yeah. And to to have a not as good as an experience yeah. at the stadiums, maybe that's triggered them a bit, but I, to me, I think, you know, the the, the biggest example to, to these kind of beliefs, you should look up to your players or to your club in, in terms of what they're doing. Yeah. Or for example, let's say uh, Liverpool Football Club, you know, we know they travel a lot to the US, to Asia, yeah. uh, stuff like that. And even um, the most the biggest Liverpool fan in the world, Steven Gerrard, uh, when he arrives in Thailand or in any other country, he wants to be there. He wants to give the happiness to the fans. And yeah. uh, when he was in Thailand, uh, I don't know if any Liverpool fans out there would know this, but uh, when he was in Thailand, he was like the biggest star in Thailand. Everyone was just mm-hmm. crazy going, Steven Gerrard, Steven Gerrard. And he, he knew that. And there was not a moment or a session where... Mm-hmm. The fans could get to him, and all of a sudden, you know, one night when he was staying in a hotel in Thailand, all of a sudden he just told his um, his team, uh, the LFC team, or you know, the, the guards that he wants to hold a session to give his autographs away. Wow, all okay. of a sudden, 10 p.m. at night. Okay. So he just walked down to the hotel lobby and sets up uh, the session, and people around there, you know, there was some fans just staying at the hotel or hoping for the best and they got lucky and Steven yeah. Gerrard came down, yeah. gave out autographs and I think that shows that, you know, even Steven Gerrard himself yeah. believes that, you know, global fans matter. Yeah. yeah. 
Absolutely, great answer, great answer there. Um, I think also partially is uh, motivated the fact of affordability of uh, tickets. Um, rising ticket prices, of course, is a is mm-hmm. a sticking point. Um, um, a lot of these things with Thomas Cook, um, you know, and and the rising ticket prices then um, not allowing the locals then to 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 attend games. You know, they're just being priced out. Um, but then, you know, on the flip side, it's unfair to start then blaming. Um, out of towners or wolves, as they are called, um, yeah. you know, for this for this predicament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? yeah, I agree. Um, it should be looking. The club should be trying to do a lot more, uh, a lot more things. I mean, their football heroes are our football heroes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, look at our look at our attacking trio now. I mean, mm-hmm. our fabulous tri- trio: Bobby Firmino, who's Brazilian; uh, Sadio mm-hmm. Mane, who's Senegalese; um, yeah. and Mohamed Salah, who's Egyptian. Yeah, <laughs> and mm-hmm. recently departed Felipe uh, Coutinho, who's Brazilian. Yeah, Brazil. right. yeah, exactly, exactly. Fernando Torres, who's Spanish. Luis Suarez, who's Uruguayan. You know, so mm-hmm. it it seems like it's it you know this this um, tolerance and intolerance. It's you know it's very it's at convenience. You know, it applies to one set, but it doesn't apply to another set. So it just doesn't make sense. Hello. Yeah. Okay. Can you hear me? Ah, okay. So, um, okay, yep. we have just about run out of time. Um, before we go, um, would you like to give out a shout-out to anyone? Um, well, shout-out to um, Ray Wong, you know, the, my best friend who, you know, made me support Liverpool and, you know, make me one of the biggest fans in Thailand right now. I am really passionate about Liverpool and I hope we do well this season. Oh, big shout-out to Mohamed Salah for making Liverpool <laughs> the biggest talk of the town in football right now absolutely it's so big yeah hey what's your what's um we're going great guns at the moment um top four in your mind is it a a, a certainty mm-hmm. or i think well where do you think we're gonna we're gonna, uh, we're gonna finish well if you ask me i would say second mm-hmm. but you know knowing as much as I hate United and Mourinho, I think they're the worst combination in football for any Liverpool fan. <laughs> but um, the, he has his tactics, you know, his own way of getting one nails, you know, yeah. and, and be there at the top. Yeah. But I still uh, would really like us to see on see us on the second place, mm-hmm. and I think we can do that. Um, people say a lot about you know us not being to sign anyone yeah. during January, but. I believe you know what Klopp is doing is right mm-hmm. because you know a lot of his signings have proven us wrong. Yeah. You know, who who knew Mohamed Salah is going to be the you know the current Lionel Messi of football, right? Yeah. I mean, he he's doing a lot of things right, and the FSG are doing a lot of things things right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they they they're investing a lot, although not in the players, but we can see they they're they're onto something. So. It's it's hard to convince people to co- convince modern football fans to be patient. You know, sometimes I'm not patient as well. But yeah, uh, I think good 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 things will come yep. given time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keeping my fingers crossed on that one. Um, I think definitely when it's a right moment, right time, um, a great manager, um, mm-hmm. and a lot to believe in, a lot to be positive about, um, lots of progress. You know, and just basically keeping the faith. That that word patience is always the toughest part. You know, so be patient. Or become a patient. 
that's, that's, that's what I say, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. Hey, uh, listeners, if you're listening in um, and uh, if you want to be part of the show, um, just drop me a line. You can drop me an email. Uh, my email address is joe at foresight. That's F-O-A-R-S-I-T-E dot com. You can drop me an email there or you can go to our Twitter handle at foresight. That's F-O-A-R-S-I-T-E. Again, at Foresight, uh, just uh, drop me a direct message or drop me a tweet. If you want to be on the show, just let me know and I'll be happy to connect with you. I will, my thanks once again to Manny. Thank you very much, mate. Nice talking to you. Thank you, Joe. And, uh, pleasure. Yep. Yeah, nice talking to you and I'll talk to you soon. And uh, thank you very much, listeners. Take care. Good night. Good night. For the first time, I looked